Deacons share in Christ's mission and grace in a special way. The sacrament of holy orders marks them with an imprint, a character which cannot be removed and which configures them to Christ, who made himself the deacon or servant of all. Among other tasks, it is the task of deacons to assist the bishop and priests in the celebration of the divine mysteries, above all the Eucharist, in the distribution of Holy Communion, in assisting at and blessing marriages, in the proclamation of the gospel, in preaching, in presiding over funerals, and in dedicating themselves to the various ministries of charity. I am Deacon Greg Sass, Director of the Office of the Permanent Diaconate for the Diocese of Rapid City. If you or someone you know may be called to the Permanent Diaconate, contact me at 605-343-3541 or gsass at eiorc.org. I'm Lori Hallstrom with Catholic Chancery, speaking with Rob Robbie, a parishioner at Blessed Sacrament Parish in Rapid City. He's preparing to be ordained a permanent deacon on October 8th. Today I'm going to ask Rob about his faith journey. Let me start with asking about your life today. Can you tell me about your wife and family? Yes, my, uh, my wife Natalie and I have been in uh, Rapid City now since 2003. We were originally from Kansas. Uh, we've been married 35 years. Uh, we were high school sweethearts. Uh, I was in the military, Air Force, for 22 years, and that's how I ended up uh, here in South Dakota. I have uh, two daughters. My older daughter uh, is 32. She has a landscaping business here in town. Two kids of her own, Hallie and Cassie. Uh, in their nine and uh, uh, six, her husband Pat. And then uh, my other daughter, Ashley, lives in Pierre. Her husband, Joe Swidzinski, is a doctor there, and she has two kids of her own. Uh, they're a little bit younger, four and two, or coming up on four and two. What did you do in the military? I started out in engineering. I was a mechanical engineer. After about six years, went to pilot training, flew B-1s most of my career, that's how I ended up in South Dakota. I had an earlier tour in South Dakota and kind of fell in love with the Black Hills and came back for another tour. Okay. Let's talk about your family of origin. What were your parents like? How many brothers and sisters did you have? I was the youngest of seven. My mother was a convert. Uh, my father passed away when I was about four years old. Uh, so I never did really know my father, but my mom was a, a woman of great faith, and she kept the family together, and we always went to the Catholic Church, where she was a faithful Catholic. She really kind of taught us everything we know. Was there a moment that you clearly remember the Lord speaking or acting in your life? Mostly towards the end of my military career, uh, I, w I was down at Central Command during the 9-11 crisis, and uh, there was just a lot going on then. That was the first time that I really felt the call to the diaconate. Um, there was a, a, a dream, actually, that I had one night where Monsignor Wooster was saying Mass, and he basically poured the chalice on me, and uh, it scared me to death. I woke up, and Natalie... Uh, I told her the story the next morning, and she said, well, do you think God wants you to be a deacon? That's where it all got started. I really started thinking about my faith, and then I joined the uh, 
lay ministry program in about 2006 uh, when we had come back here. And that changed my whole outlook on the church. And it really, that's where my relationship with uh, the Lord uh, started to grow. I just started to spend more time in prayer, spend more time listening to the Lord rather than just talking to the Lord. Who were your instructors in lay ministry? Uh, Pat and Fran Coy were the primary two instructors, and then uh, Sister Marie Schwan. She's passed away now, but she was uh, she was one of our instructors as well. So they inspired you. Absolutely, they just uh, what they did was changed our mindset in terms of the way that we related to the church and the way that we related to our own relationship with the Lord. In that. That was kind of the seed that grew our relationship, and then our, our our whole faith lives began to grow at that point. Prior to that, it wasn't that we we always went to church, and we were always members of a parish, and and we felt like we were faithful Catholics, but we we just didn't have the passion that we had after that, you know, once we really got into the lay ministry program, and that really changed our lives. So that opened up your hearts? Opened up our hearts. We just spent more time listening to what the Lord wanted it, wanted in our lives and what where he wanted us to go versus uh, just asking for a new boat or something like that. <laughs> Can you tell me about other ways that God has worked in your life since you began deacon formation? It's really changed. Uh, a lot of things have changed. We spent a lot of time both academically uh, in, in VSI, the VSI courses. We did the VSI master's course, which helped us understand a lot of the history of the church, a lot of the, a lot of the different aspects of our faith that we really hasn't, hadn't done that kind of detailed study before. So it helped us uh, intellectually understand it better. Uh, and spiritually, the diaconate formation, we went through a lot of different courses where we just kind of understood or learned how to meet people where they are and how to uh, how to relate the faith to others, uh, those kind of things that, that kind of change, change the way that we relate to the church, I guess you'd say. What's the one thing you've learned since beginning formation that's really stuck with you? Just simply listening to the Lord. You, No matter what you do, I was one who was always very busy. I had a lot going on in my life, and I had a lot of just activity, you know, work and things like that. And I kind of had my my faith life separated from the rest of my life, where, you know, I went to church on Sunday and things like that, but the rest of my life was was my own, sort of, if you think of it that way. So once I began to just spend time in silent prayer, not trying to ask for anything or do anything, just listen for the Lord's voice in my life, that that was a game changer. Uh, and that sort of changed changed the way I think, and it changed the way, I even even at work. I mean, I, I spend time listening to the Lord and listening to where the Lord wants me to go rather than just making my own decisions. What advice would you give to someone considering becoming a deacon? Listen to the Lord, spend a lot of time in prayer, 
it's not something that you are necessarily made to do. You're called to it. And if you feel that sort of call, just explore that and, and listen to what the Lord has to say in your life and spend time in silent prayer and you'll be able to ultimately discern that and you'll know for sure when it's time, when it's time for you. Or if it's if it's not the right thing to do, you'll know if you just listen well enough. Now, once you're ordained, what part of ministry are you looking forward to? Uh, the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is helping the underprivileged in the diocese, helping the diocese uh, build our ability to reach out to those that are less fortunate. I know in our country right now, we're, we've got this struggle with poverty and racism and all kinds of different things. And I think the church really needs to play a central role in kind of overcoming those problems. And I think you know, I have sort of a, a, a skill set, I think, in that area that I can really help reach out to the less fortunate and bring more people to the faith. Well, thank you, Rob. We appreciate you coming in this morning. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity.